listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Conklin. In most of our episodes, we'll have a guest, a woman who is running on mission right where she's at. We pray this podcast leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news. Hey friends, today we are speaking with my dear friend who I love and I know you guys are going to love if you don't already know her, Catherine Wolf. She wrote the books Hope Heals and Suffer Strong with her husband Jay. They are dear friends of ours. We love them. God is mighty in them. And this is the first episode I've recorded in the season of COVID-19 hitting the U.S., people being quarantined. So Catherine and I speak a lot about that, a lot about what it looks like to suffer strong in this season, to love people who are suffering strong in this season, and to walk with God in the midst of a lot of suffering and confusion and and to find him in that. So I pray you're blessed by this episode. I pray it encourages you and I pray you are staying safe and perceiving his love and care for you. Hey guys. I am here today with one of my absolute favorite people in the world. I really mean that. You're just one of the best. Catherine Wolf, thank you so much for joining us on the Go and Tell Gals podcast today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. So we were just saying, this is crazy. This is the first podcast episode I've recorded since Corona hit the U.S., since things started to shift a little bit. What is life like for you guys right now? Yeah, it's um, it's really intense. So Jay and I are still both working full time from home. Um, But the equation has changed pretty intensely because online learning for both our kids is happening and trying to enforce that is a little bit nuts. And yeah, I mean, simultaneously to feeling like this is really hard the awareness of what's happening around the world cannot be ignored that right. it, it is hard but i mean it could be really hard right now and not just yeah. in theory like turn on the news it could be really hard right, right now. so right it's it's always you know attention of this is not really the ideal situation but it is our reality right now and yeah we're in this together yeah, it's there are so many layers to it because everybody is is kind of working through some either inconvenience or like genuine pain. Oh gosh, in their yes. own in their own places, you know. And also, we're all trying to hold this common awareness that that it, other people are are suffering in different ways, and so it's just so interesting. But I sure. I said just before we started recording, you know, I'm so thankful for your voice. I do not think. You know, there was any coincidence whatsoever in Suffer Strong coming out it's when it did. Wild. Yes, it's pretty wild that it came out um, literally right before this all happened. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. So and talk what, about it. so funny, actually, Jess, is that nobody really wanted to touch it in a lot of ways. Nobody really wants to talk about suffering in America in 2020, you know, like that's not a big, big buzzword to put on the title of your book is suffer strong. Right. (laughs) And yet, um, here we are a month after release and it could not be more relevant as people are dealing with 
health catastrophe, um, financial ruin, and just, I mean, all the things. Stay-at-home yeah. moms are um, living it. <laughs> it's a, right. It's a, a lot of hats that we're all wearing and a lot of very real suffering in our stories now. And what's crazy, and cannot help but think somehow God is at work in this, there is a, a shared strength in Jesus that we get to really like leverage our lives for now in a different way. We get to steward, you know, everything we've been talking about in theory, we get to steward right now. And that's very beautiful. Yeah. I'll tell you what your words, some of your words from when I've heard you teach, but also from your first book from Hope Heals have been ringing in my head just in the last few days where I have always loved hearing you talk about after you had your massive stroke, after you woke up in the hospital, realizing this is not a drill. You know, right. every moment I spent reading the Bible and spending time with God has prepared me for this moment, for this day. Absolutely. And that is Everyone in this moment, God has been prepping us all for what's happening in our story. Second Corinthians 12, 9 is always the truth that we may not feel it, but in our weakness, he is most at work and powerful and we can boast in that. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say to someone who hasn't yet poked up e either of your books, who maybe thought two months ago, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not suffering. Like I'm not experiencing suffering. I don't really know anyone who's experiencing suffering, but all of a sudden now can't ignore the suffering of others, or maybe is having it just genuinely touch their lives. Some, some medical pain or some loss. What right. would well, what would be your encouragement? Yeah, so so firstly, whether or not someone can wrap their mind around that they are suffering because the invisible yeah. wheelchairs inside yes. all of us pre-coronavirus were there. Yeah. Everybody's got their junk, hard stuff, messy stories, fear, anxiety. I mean, mental illnesses abound. Everybody's just got a load of internal stuff. Some of us have wheelchairs on the outside. Most of us have got big old internal ones. Some like me have both. And um, there's a freedom in that to recognizing I've got some legit wheelchairs in my story. Yeah. And yet now that you're right, there's a different level of even in our developed country in 2020, we don't have capacity for this. We cannot yeah. handle the struggle we're going through. And there is something very beautiful about recognizing we do we are not up for this. Yeah. This is not okay. Because we don't have to be. It's such a lie that we can handle this. We can handle this. We can handle this. No, we can't. We can't handle it. But God at work in us handles Come on. it. And that, that is what's giving me through the hard moments of this is, yeah. you know what? I don't got this. Nope, not at all. But Jesus in me has got this a hundred percent. And right. that, that changes how you feel about your story. So to answer your question, um, both Hope Heals, which was our memoir of me having the massive stroke and nearly dying at 26 and becoming disabled. And then our new book, Suffer Strong, which is the lessons learned, basically living now 12 years of this life. I would say it's extremely relevant to tune in to the story because there's such comfort in stories yeah. of walking through pain and suffering with Jesus and seeing him 
worthy of it all, seeing him on the other side of our message. Mm. So good. So good. I love how in Suffer Strong, I've, I've just told you it sits on my bedside table and I'm so grateful. I'm just loving continually looking back through it, reading more of it and, and holding on to so many of those lessons. But I love specifically how you talk about suffering as a privilege. And that feels like a perspective shift right now that is so needed because we're going to have to say like, this is holy ground. God's moving here in good ways. And it's, it's so important. I cannot suggest you guys enough grabbing a copy of, of Suffer Strong. I saw it's still available on Amazon, which many books aren't, which is so good. I'm so grateful. It's still there. Well, look what I just got from Amazon. (gasps) You're so sweet. She just held up a copy of Take It Too Far, which is also still available on Amazon. I don't know how you and I are getting by with this, but so many books well, are available. I love that. Good. Um, and take it too far. I've only read the first probably 10 pages and I'm already like, whoa. I mean, Nick's, Nick's introduction to the book had me in tears. It was so profound. Amazing. The foreword is worth it alone. It, it makes me smile and cry every I time I read not it. Not introduction, forward. Yeah. Nick, Nick is amazing. He is. He's a dream. Okay. Where is God meeting you in this season? How are you experiencing his goodness, his glory in this interesting time? Yeah. Yeah. I I think in that similar vein that we're talking about, there is a deep sense inside of me, despite the very real fear and the scarcity mentality I struggle with and the insecurity, really all the just yucky things that God has equipped me Mm. that before this happened. Yeah. I love the idea. This is not a drill that long before coronavirus, long before the 10,000 things in all of our stories that haven't worked out and have hurt bad. There is this beautiful recognition that God has equipped us for this. And we can lean into that. I love that truth. I think it's 2 Peter 1.3, that his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness according to him who calls us by his own glory and goodness. And that deep comfort that God is already equipped us with everything we need to live in the hard story. And I love the thought. I've been narrating to my kids a ton. You know, my four-year-old has like loads of complicated questions about why he can't go to preschool or see his friends. And, you know, do they all have coronavirus? And all the sweet things. And we've talked a lot about, you know, God made you to do hard things and the good story that he's writing in your life. And it's been very, very powerful to talk through that with the 12 year old who's, you know, wrestling with 10,000 other questions, but basically wrapping his mind around, even though life a few months ago didn't seem really, really hard. It got hard. Yeah. And you can handle hard because God is handling hard through you. And that has just been a very beautiful recognition in the season. Yeah. It's so good. It's so not good. that it's easy for any of us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, you know, there is so much privilege. I want to just even encourage any moms who are listening right now, because I think, I think some of us are kind of looking around with some desperation of like, for real, how are we supposed to do this? Oh my gosh. It's, no, it's, I mean, it is 
it is no joke. I am, we are full on fighting with yeah. a 12 year old. I mean, Same. like more and please do the work. I'm going to, I'm going to explode. I mean, it's no joke. Not Same. okay either. And the interesting thing to be quite candid, it really causes marriage problems. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> at each other over how to discipline in the situation. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm like, you're writing him too hard. You're not writing him enough. You're, you know, the four-year-old screaming in and out of the room. And I'm like, our marriage is suffering because of this situation. Yeah, yeah. And if I, homeschooling... Honestly, no one's talking about that, but that's the truth. You are... are hurting. You are so right. If homeschooling, when you weren't a homeschooler, isn't already stressful enough, try having like two different parents who are right. kind of trying to work, who also yeah. have different ideas about how it should be done. I want to like hold my seven-year-old and hold his pencil for him and like feed him chocolate chips every time he writes another word. And my husband is obviously like, well, that's a really bad idea. Like you, right. you're really ruining him. <laughs> right. Oh, 100%. Yes. And I think honestly, if we were honest, in all of our stories, that's one of the hardest part of all this yeah. is you and your spouse trying yeah. to do this together and of yeah. course it, oh, it's true in the same breath like that's annoying and inconvenient and i don't yeah. want to give it more weight than that sure. but but honor that that does stink but yeah. like i don't want to be out of touch that yeah. that is such a privileged conversation in many ways yeah. like so many are really suffering and right. it's horrific and painful and there are children whose mommy and daddies are not a safe place and right. they're home from school. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's always the tension of honoring what we're going through and recognizing where it falls, like in the grand scheme of things is important. And that's what I was going to say too, to moms who are maybe like looking around, like, this is crazy. This is not doable. Right. Is that there's also some extreme privilege in watching our kids process this. Yeah. And in all the ways, like I, I've just tried to be really interested and curious about it. So I, one thing that's been interesting to me is how my kids can, you know, we're, we're trying to like have, have safe zones where we're not talking about it all the time, but we're also trying to be very honest with them about what's happening, about what their trajectory of things look like. It's been interesting to me how quickly they can access fear the same way we can but how much more quickly they can access hope. I don't oh, know yeah. if you're noticing this in your kids, but like their, their brains need it. They have to go to it. Right. And I, it's been such a beautiful calling up for me of like, okay, they understand you cannot live in fear. Like there's something innate about their younger brains that are like, we can't stay here. We can't stay here. You know? Right. It's so beautiful. It's it, and, and innocence too, that is like oh it's precious like yeah. they don't fully understand how the world is really hard yeah and they live with such a beautiful hope as we all should yeah but you know we've been burned by life it's really hard to yeah yeah so i'm with you it was really adorable um john my four-year-old out of the blue yesterday says to me you know god he fixed you so you could live but you're not all the way fixed, right? Mm. And I was like, yes. And I was very curious, like, what do you think about that, John? And he's like, well, I guess it doesn't matter. And I'm like, 
spoken like a wow. genius. I wow. am, I don't know if that's some coronavirus insight you're gaining, but you're right. Like I'm in the room, John. It doesn't matter if things are perfect. And it, it almost brought wow. me to tears. I was like, is that somehow this COVID-19 conversation? Wow. Like, I don't know. Anyway, really. I mean, that needs to be an art print on somebody's wall. God fixed you, but you're all the way, but you're not all the way fixed, but it doesn't right. really matter. It doesn't really matter. It really, I, I have chills talking about wow. it. It was very, very powerful. And seeing from his eyes, like just now at four, he's understanding I'm disabled. It's wild. Like yeah. he didn't know. He yeah. didn't understand really. And suddenly he's like waking up to the wheelchair and mommy walks slow. And he finally is like, I mean, I've had to tell him 8,000 times, my face is paralyzed on one side. I can't feel or hear out of my ear. And he's just now starting to get that. And yeah. It's really, my hand doesn't work and he's finally understanding. Your unstable hand is not broken. It's unstable mm. and it's not getting better. And mm. it's, it's really cool. I don't know the role coronavirus is playing in his processing of his mommy, but somehow they're connected and it's very beautiful and really moves me. I have to think about it, but um, wow. God is at work in that. Wow. I love that. That's so beautiful. I really love interesting. I know kind of random to tell you Jess, but I, your friends, you care. I love it. I love it's it. Interesting. I love it. It is interesting. And tell me this. So in this season, what are you, what are you hoping for? I know you're hoping for the eternal things, but is there anything that you're like asking God for, or that you're looking forward to, or like, is there any just like fresh wind of hope that that's driving you or encouraging you right now? Oh, absolutely. You're saying in the season of coronavirus yeah. quarantining and all. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, number one would be now versus two months ago or whatever it was, a month and a half ago, there is a desperation stirring in all of us. Mm. And there is an awareness this world is not safe. You know, I was thinking the other night when we unfortunately turned on the news to see that now like the USA is really the hotbed mm -hmm. and that's no surprise to anyone who's been really tracking but it, it honestly still just surprises me I'm like the superpower of the world can't get ahead of this this is just somehow seems ludicrous Mm -hmm. And yet, I don't know, there's something very, very powerful in we all have the capacity and we are all so after the good life, the healthy and the wealthy way. And mm -hmm. even non-prosperity gospel churches, there is that myth yeah. that if I, if I live a quote unquote good life, I'm yes. safe and yeah. I'm going to get the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And... I think maybe we're all having to redefine what the good stuff is. Ooh. And that is powerful that maybe yeah. the good stuff is the stuff that Jesus gives us in these times. And maybe there's an awareness and a fresh wind in that. Like, I'm not safe. This is not cool. Yeah. I, I can't do this. And God is saying, come back to me. And let me walk you through this nightmare. So I don't want to say more than that, put words around it before it's time, but it's a, a deep comfort to our souls that God is holding our hand. I love that. That's so good. And a redefining of the good stuff is for sure what we all need. A hundred percent. Because we 
honestly do not think that God is good, that our lives are good, or that our pain can be used for good. Yeah. We do not. Yeah. And because of that, we don't understand what the word good even means. So how can we possibly believe that there's good stuff in this? I mean, we couldn't. Right. We didn't have a category before. Right. But the Christ followers emerge with fresh hope. How is that possible? Because mm. they know this is not the end of the story. Yeah, that's so good. I love it so much. That's such a good place. That's where we got to end. Hey, how can we be specifically praying for you and your family and for this message? Oh, Jess, you were so sweet. Um, Gosh, there's so many things to pray for. Pray for the balance of, of this life we're living today that looks like it may not be ending anytime soon, which yeah. is, you know, a tough tale to solo, honestly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, deeper than that, just all of the, well, well, actually, not deeper than that. <laughs> this one's kind of surfacey, but still. I have um, decreased lung capacity since the stroke. The right lung is nearly paralyzed. Mm -hmm. So while I am not truly immunocompromised, I'm very high risk. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of fear of that. But if I was to get COVID-19, it could be... A, a bad situation for sure. So I want to pray yeah. that I, I don't get it. Yeah. But you know what? If I if I do, um, uh, God God's in that hospital room with me, and I'm not afraid. So yeah. I've been there before a lot of times, and I'm not afraid. Yeah, so good. Well, we will be praying for you. I'm so grateful you had time to make this work today. I love you. I'm so oh grateful my gosh, for you. I love you, and I'm so excited to um, chat with you. I know you're a blessing. I love you, friend. You're a blessing to love you.